what's up suckers it's me i'm back and uh we're gonna talk about some fun stuff today but before i do that i just wanted to remind you that if this is your kind of thing if learning to accept yourself with adhd and learning to work with your adhd is what you're looking for then please make sure that you like this video and subscribe to the channel it helps cool people find me helps me find cool people and that is why i am sitting here doing this instead of lying in a pile of ice because it is so hot out today anyway for those of you who have not been following uh, i have not been taking pharmaceutical adhd medication now for about four or five months nothing against pharmaceuticals at all i actually think that they totally and completely have a place it's just that i was having my own hormonal issues and money issues and i just didn't feel like the pharmaceutical route was for me anymore um so i decided to go ahead and check out the herbal out the herbal route and uh, it just really spoke to me i love working with herbs i love learning about herbs and i'm now working on becoming a uh, clinical or registered herbalist eventually and you know with adhd who the hell knows right that could wind up being something else down the road but i love working with plants and uh, figuring out how to make plants medicinal and how to kind of take control of your own health using plants when you can. And um, I thought, why not go ahead and talk about how I have been working with herbs in connection with ADHD, since this is an ADHD channel. Uh, I have been playing around with them in connection with hormones, anxiety, but ADHD just seems the most apropos in this particular situation, don't you think? Uh, before I start telling you anything though, I wanna cover my ass by saying, this is not medical advice. I am not a doctor. I'm not even close to a doctor, okay? So before you start listening to what some asshole on the internet has to say about your medical care, talk to your medical professional. Do not just listen to me, okay? Um, what I'm telling you here could be something that's a good start for you to start learning about things that you're interested in and trying to see how you can take care of yourself in a different way, but definitely, definitely, definitely do not make any changes before you speak to someone who knows a hell of a lot more than me. All right? Okay. So with that, we're just gonna go ahead and start with the first herb that I ever actually had an experience with, and that's lion's mane. Now, technically lion's mane is a mushroom, but I mean, it's still used in herbalism, so close enough, right? Uh, a little bit about lion's mane. The common name for it is Harisium arenaceus, I think. I probably said that totally wrong, and there are people out there who probably want to throw something at me right now. Uh, is a weird-looking mushroom uh, that is pretty widely suggested in ADHD circles because it is known for helping out with focus. Now, that is not due to a lot of official research on the mushroom's effect, it's really spotty, mostly anecdotal. Uh, there is a study in Malaysia that suggests that it might promote something called neurogenesis, which is essentially uh, the rebuilding of brain, brain cells, which I think means that it's also a troporestorative. Um, and troporestorative is a fancy word for a herb that nourishes the particular area that it is taking care of as well as aids it. So it doesn't just help it, but it helps it rebuild. Lion's mane is 
that and also an adaptogen, which is another fancy word for an herb that helps you respond to stress better over time. It's, it's a benefit that you don't get until you've been doing it for a while or taking it for a while, but it is known to also do that. Now, I personally uh, had not ever really worked with lion's mane before when I first found out about it. Uh, the only thing that I had actually kind of played with is somebody had suggested ashwagandha for me when I was dealing with chronic fatigue and that had helped to a degree. So I was much more open, I think at that point, to herbal options. And I stumbled on a company, I am not affiliated with these people in any way, called Four Sigmatic. Uh, and I will have their link in the description if you wanna check them out. They specialize mostly in mushroom-based coffee. And uh, they have a blend called the Think Blend that boasts coffee, chaga, and lion's mane mushroom. Now, I did what little research I could through Google, did some reading, asked around, and it seemed that there really wasn't much to lose in trying lion's mane in connection with my ADHD. So initially, I actually was drinking this coffee and taking my ADHD medication, and uh, eventually I stopped taking the medication and just stuck with the coffee. I did not stick with the coffee I did not stop taking the medication because of the coffee, but I did notice that my focus was much better. I did feel a lot more dialed in. And that was great and all, um, but there were some things that kind of had me questioning. For one, maybe that focus was also due to the coffee. Uh, the caffeine there's really no strong way of knowing or no real way of being sure here and i also noticed that when i was going through my cycle going through that time of the month that it really just didn't help with anything i wasn't able to focus i wasn't able to feel motivated it really wasn't doing much of anything and to be fair there is very little that works around that time of the month but Lion's Mane definitely wasn't doing the job either. And lastly, this is more of a me thing, but there are some of us out there who don't do well with mushrooms in general, I guess, and I'm one of them. Uh, and over time, because I do wanna make it clear, I actually, for a while, I was drinking this stuff solely. I was not drinking any other type of coffee, no tea, no nothing, and it was really doing a great job um, but then I started getting diminishing returns over after a while, I guess. I'm not quite sure. Uh, I took a break from it. And then once I took that break and I decided to have a cup, the very first cup of it that I had <laughs> gave me uh, stomach cramps and explosive diarrhea. And I found out that that happens with some people when they have lion's mane. I am not sure what changed. I'm not sure what happened. I just know that it stopped working for me very well and it really wasn't blowing me out of the water to begin with so for lion's mane definitely if you want to try it i say you know as long as everything is copacetic with you and your doctor agrees try it <laughs> but uh you know guard your ass and uh overall because it did some good stuff in the beginning i will give lion's mane a five out of ten next up is mukuna pure 
purians, I never say that right, mucuna prurians, <laughs> otherwise known as velvet bean. So this is one that is not very widely known by a lot of people unless they study herbalism, have talked to an herbalist. It, it's just not very well known, very popular. And there's a good reason for that. Uh, mucuna is kind of a heavy herb. It's a strong herb. Um, and it blows my mind because some people actually like to use it as a pre-workout, which just blows, it just blows me away. It, it kills me. And let me explain why. So Mukuna Brewerians, I'm just going to call it Mukuna from now on. Let's just screw that last part. So first you have to kind of understand what Mukuna does. And to understand that, you kind of have to understand how dopamine is made. Now, Obviously, I'm not a neurologist, so I'm not going to do an amazing explanation of this, but just kind of a dumbed down version, uh, because I'm dumbed down, is that there are two precursors to dopamine. There's L-tyrosine and L-dopa. L-tyrosine, me and Nikki Carr actually did an amazing conversation about this. Uh, L-tyrosine is actually pretty simple to get from high protein foods, and it is a precursor to dopamine it usually eventually becomes L-dopa, which eventually becomes L-dopamine, or sorry, dopamine, not L-dopamine. Now, L-dopa is the direct precursor to dopamine, and Mukuna ha has a high concentration of L-dopa. To give you an idea of how strong L-dopa is, there is a drug out there called Levodopa that is for people with Parkinson's, because what that does is it helps their body to make more dopamine, which helps the brain to connect with the nerves a little bit better to possibly stop the shaking. This is not shit you play with, okay? Now, if you don't have any issues with dopamine or you take too much of this stuff, it can really cause issues. It's even to the point where no matter what, it's actually suggested that you stop taking this stuff after about six weeks and give yourself a break unless you want your dopamine receptors to downregulate, and you're using this shit in a pre-workout i don't understand <laughs> anyway so i wound up taking Mukuna because uh i had realized that i was dealing with anhedonia which is the inability to feel joy i was still uh trying to figure things out i think i had just stopped my adhd medication and uh, I went to a clinical herbalist who suggested Mucuna to me. And generally, to give you an idea of how much I was taking generally, anybody is going to take somewhere from 200 to 500 milligrams a day. I was taking two grams of it. And I gladly bought it. I used, it was a powder, you can very easily get it. Went ahead and I put it in my drink. And within three days, I did feel more energy, which was another problem. And it's a problem I've had for a very long time where my energy just doesn't stay constant. So I was feeling much better and I got exactly one day of feeling much better before the second day I got a horrible migraine. And uh, I didn't want to believe that it was a Makuna because I was so excited to get a chance to take the Makuna. So I took it again the next day and was in bed again with a horrible, horrible headache. I wound up looking it up and it turns out that Makuna can very easily wind up giving headaches and migraines. And uh, that usually is due to taking too high of a dosage. But taking a lower dosage didn't really do much and would still give me either minor headaches or sleep problems. So 
I wound up basically deciding that Mucuna was not for me. The lucky thing is, after I stopped taking it, uh, I started, you know, that was around the time that I really started eating a lot more protein and I was taking some other herbs instead, which I'll get into in a minute, and I got my ability to feel joy back and so I was happy leaving it. Uh, I will say that I don't not ever, such an awkward sentence, take it. I do every single one, every once in a while, like if I really, really have something that I have to get done and I'm just not getting the energy up, I will take a small spoonful, which I think is about 200 milligrams, just to maybe help push a little bit. But I generally try to avoid it because even that small amount tends to screw with my sleep. Due to that, uh, I have to give Makuna a two out of 10. I'm sure that there might be some people who would swear by it, but just with how specific it is and how you have to watch how long you take it and how it can screw with your brain, it's just really not worth it for me. Next up is ginseng. And a lot of people have heard of ginseng for different reasons. I mean, I've brought this up to non-herbalist friends. They'll be like, oh yeah, ginseng. I, you know, I take it for whatever. And uh, ginseng can be used for a lot of things. There are a couple of different types. There is Panax or Korean ginseng. And then there is American ginseng. I take Panax ginseng. I was still trying to look for something that would help me hormonally because I have what's called premenstrual dysmorphic disorder. It affects, they think, an estimated 46% of people with ADHD. I am one of them. Uh, I'm not going to get strongly into PMDD this particular time, but I am going to let those of you know who don't know what it is, that it's kind of like PMS on steroids, and it tends to affect people anywhere from 11 to 15 days out of the month. It's pretty bad. Uh, and I was kind of tired of it, and I was trying to look for something that might help and we were in a nearby town. I was looking around for something, uh, a, a specific herb actually, that does not grow down here. And I happened by this pharmaceutical stand and I was like, I'm just gonna ask uh, what they have for hormones. And they brought me this blend of maca negra and panax ginseng, as well as some B vitamins, zinc and magnesium. And I was, ready to go for just about anything at this point you know kind of had to do kids still say yolo these days i don't know i'm gonna say it anyway and so i was ready to go and uh i took it and my life changed so well um the maca maca is used more for hormonal issues so i don't really think the maca had anything to do with it uh, the, the studies on maca are also kind of spotty, but a lot of people tend to take it for libido issues and issues in pre-menopause, perimenopause. So there were things that were going well on that front, but just sticking with the ADHD portion, uh, ginseng has had a couple small studies that have shown that it seems to improve focus and other ADHD symptoms. And my ADHD did get much better once I started taking the ginseng and it has become my main herb for going on about a year now. Now, to be fair, this mixture, like I said, has zinc and magnesium and a ton of other things in it that ADHD brains also have shown to be missing. So that could also be helping. What I will say, uh, just in argument to that though, is that I have been taking magnesium every day. 
Uh, I have been making sure that I eat a high protein diet that's got a lot of omega-3s and things like that. And it wasn't doing as well as this was. So I do feel that the ginseng at least had to be doing some of the heavy lifting. I will also be fair here and say that I did find some places that said that you should not be taking ginseng for longer than three months at a time. I could never really find why, and I'm not sure if it's because ginseng is also a tropo restorative. It's um, an endocrine tropo restorative, and so maybe they don't want you to overdo it. I don't know if it's just that they don't want your system to get too used to it. I, I, I'm still not clear, but just to be safe, I do stop uh, every three months for a month and then continue. And I will say that the month that I am not taking the ginseng, my focus is not as good. My motivation is not as good. I'm definitely not doing as well considering my ADHD symptoms as I am when I actually take the ginseng every day. So if I'm going to be real with you, I'm so incredibly impressed by what ginseng does. I love it. I give it a nine out of 10. Definitely a great, great herb for me anyway. And that brings us to the last herb and that is stinging nettle, otherwise known as Urtica dioica. Probably didn't say that right, but whatevs. Um, there are a bunch of different types of nettle, so you wanna make sure that you are looking for a stinging nettle by that name. Now, stinging nettle uh, has a ton of studies about it actually. It is used for a number of things, including arthritis, urinary problems, so on and so forth. and it, it's an herb that I first heard about during one of my classes uh, with Commonwealth Holistic Herbalism, who I have a link in the description for as well in case you want to start learning with them. They're amazing. But one of the teachers there swears by nettle to the point where she doesn't even drink coffee anymore. She makes something called not coffee. And stinging nettle is one of the things that is included in that not coffee. Despite all that, I was still not too blown away at first. I was like, okay, I don't really see why this is important. Mainly because uh, I have been tested before for iron deficiency. And one of the things that they tout steaming, stinging nettle for a lot is anemia. I'm not anemic. So I was kind of just ignoring it and pushing it to the side. But then I started noticing that it had a number of like, a lot of minerals and vitamins in it that I already need and that it is also used just for general fatigue which really intrigued me so I decided that on a whim uh, I was going to go ahead and get some and I was going to try it generally it is apparently best used either in like a vinegar as a sauce or as a cold infusion I chose the cold infusion holy shit my mind is blown. Um, I have been drinking this cold nettle infusion three cups a day for only about a week. And the difference between how I feel now versus how I felt before I drank it is night and day. I do not know how else to explain it. And believe it or not, as much of a wise ass as I am, I don't do hyperbole. So when I say that I am just floored by how amazing this herb is. I, I'm not kidding. Now, nettle is not suggested specifically as an ADHD herb. It is great for a number of different things, but it's, it's really not a brain herb. 
Um, that being said, just because it is not specifically an herb that targets the nervous system, it still does amazing things for other parts of the body that have something to do with your nervous system. For example, it is incredible for the liver. It's an antioxidant. Uh, and like I said, it has a number of vitamins in it that you actually need. Vitamins A, K, C, uh, magnesium, calcium, potassium. It has so much in it that's actually quite helpful to the body. And so it helping to give you more of the nutrients you need can in itself help your body feel a lot better. And since I've been taking it, since I've been drinking this stuff, by the way, if you look at a cup of it, it's going to look kind of gross. Like it kind of looks like swamp water, but to me it actually tastes like a nice green tea. Um, I especially love how it tastes when I'm really hot and sweaty. It's so refreshing, I love it. But going back to how it helps out, it, it I feel healthier, I feel stronger. And because I feel healthier, stronger, and I do feel that I have more energy, it does seem to help my brain focus better. There is something to feeling brain fog, to feeling sleepy, that does also not help our brain focus. It doesn't help our brain to focus or to feel motivated. So there is something to that. And I feel like the stronger I have been feeling, the more awake that I've been feeling, the readier that I've been feeling uh, in terms of just energy and the way that my body feels, it makes me feel more motivated to do things. So that has been playing a huge role. And there are things that are going on with it too that I'm going to mention, but they're purely anecdotal. I cannot find anything on this besides other people kind of backing me up on it. For example, I don't crave caffeine anymore. Like, I'm not a huge coffee drinker, but I do usually have a glass of tea or uh, or coffee, something like that, some caffeine every single day. And if I miss it, I get a headache. Since I have started drinking this, that does not happen anymore. If I don't have caffeine, I'm fine, um, which is incredible. And I, I don't even want it. Like it doesn't actually sound good to me sometimes. I also just finished having a, a much simpler cycle. Um, I, and again, I have found a lot about nettle root helping with the menstrual cycle, not so much nettle leaf. So I don't know how much the nettle leaf has been helping, but it also, again, just could be the amount of nutrients in this plant. So I, I'm just, I'm blown away. It's incredible. Uh, like I said, I do about three glasses a day. You can actually look up online multiple ways to make it. It's, it's really simple. Uh, I'll put how I make mine in the description. It's really easy. Um, and I'm not going to say that nettle leaf is doing it all by itself, but you can tell it's doing a lot of the heavy lifting because I need so much less to feel like I can make it through the day now. So I give nettle leaf a 10 out of 10. And I totally and completely think that if you can get it ethically and safely, that you totally and completely should. All right. So hopefully that helped. If you guys want to learn more about more herbs, if you want to hear more please let me know. I know I'm going to be testing more in the future, so I'd be happy to share more. I could talk about this stuff for ages. Thank you very much for watching. Drink water, take care of yourself, and I'll see you in the next video.